0: Welcome in to episode 11 of the 4th and Whingies podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rob. Good evening, Rob.
1: Good evening. 11 already, didn't it
0: fly, yeah? I know. We should have really commemorated the 10th episode last week, really, shouldn't we? But kind of slipped by.
1: We'll do something special for the 20th, eh?
0: Do something special for the 100th. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) In in, in three or four years' time. Um, So week two is in the books. We're sat here recording on Thursday night, Thursday. Um, so just ahead of week three's opening game. And um, week two was good. It was entertaining. It was good to watch in parts. Not as quite as crazy as week one, I thought, but there were still some some shocks out there for me. Um Still some interesting points and um, a lot of injuries. Um, yeah, we'll it's become a bit of a theme
1: to... this season.
0: Yeah, definitely. We'll we'll cover some of the injury. Well, we'll cover some of the injuries. Yeah, in the, the new section coming up next. Then we're going to review week two. How did we get on with our picks? What did we think of of the games last week? Anything that stood out? Any particular people, teams, etc. We want to shout out. And um, then we're going to do a, a, a new section just on biggest surprises so far. There's a couple of things that I think each of us want to talk about teams specifically, and maybe players that that have stood out so far, been been a surprise from what we were expecting. Then we'll do our week three picks. Um, tour watch might be a little bit different to where I'd hoped that was going to go. We've then got um Mr. Relevant for this week and we will finish it off with the job of the week or whinges, potentially.
1: It's a lot to whinge about at the moment.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, news for this week, like I said, pretty much dominated again by, by injuries. It seems to be... Um, the season of injury so far, I mean, I'm trying to think back to the last couple of years to see if it, it, it's been this bad. It, it seems like it's just people are dropping like flies and it's not just your peripheral people, it's running backs, it's quarterbacks, it's it's kind of star players that seem to be going down.
1: It's never ending, isn't it? Even last year when there was no pre-season, people thought there might be a lot of soft tissue injuries, it just never came to fruition, but so many this year, it's an absolute mm. crying shame.
0: Yeah and as I say it seems to be it seems to be a lot of quarterbacks um Andy Dalton I guess is the first one um I've got on my list to to kind of mention he's he's now been ruled out for 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 week 3 so it will be game number 1 for Justin Fields to start um and he plays the small matter of the Browns um, It's
1: not ideal is it
0: <laughs> No um best offensive line uh, sorry best one of the best defensive lines in the league you've got miles Garrett and Jadevian Clowney coming after him
1: I think um, Malik McDowell's played well actually um this season he was the second round pick of the Seahawks never had done anything but he's um, moved to Cleveland and he's uh, he's been great in the rotation so far
0: yeah I think they it's such a tough ask for him um to to go first start against the browns i mean I think he'll have some success in moving the ball with his feet, but I can't imagine he's gonna you know, um gonna light the world up. From what I've seen of him already, I think it's gonna be a really tough outing for him. Um hopefully for the for the Bears' sake, um Dalton's not gonna be out for too long because as I say at the moment I just think it, feel like it's lambs to the slaughter with 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 Fields. I just don't think he's ready. Um some people will argue that you you know throw him in there, let's let's let him learn on the job type of thing, but I <laughs> I worry, I worry for him.
1: Yeah, you want to try and pick his start, don't you? Usually against a, a lesser de- defence. I know they've been trying to mix him in a bit. Didn't look great when he came in against Cincinnati, but um, thankfully the other quarterback in that game uh, didn't look very good either. So uh, he got away with it. I thought he did do. He did well with his legs. He got a crucial, um think it was a third down at one point, to sort of ice the game really. Um, and he did lead them, in inverted commas, to victory. But um, yeah, it's going to be a tough out against the Browns
0: very much so um, and then another quarterback Tyrod Taylor um, out for a while was um, the way that the coach I think described it I mean he's been put on it IR so I think isn't that a minimum of like six weeks or something or is this one of those where I think it used to be but I think it's three you can come
1: back I think they changed it last year because of Covid so I believe it's still three but, but yeah minimum of three so Deshaun Watson time yes
0: yeah, only, yeah, if only. Eh? If only. Um, no, so we're going to get a bit a um, bit more of Davis Mills to see. T- to be honest, I-, I didn't think he looked that bad when I what I watched the other day, but you know, I-, I I again, I can't see him winning games um this young in his career, you know, this early in his career. Um I think it's going to be a bit of a struggle for him as well. So um you know, the Houston Houston Texans might take a bit of a um a step back um, the next couple of weeks with, with him under center, centre. Um, Derek Carr as well um, has been injured, but my understanding now is that Gruden said today that he's going to go um, this week. Yeah, so.
1: I believe he's ready, which is a good job because otherwise they'd be relying on Nate Peterman for the start Mariota's on on um, IR too. So, I mean, it'd have been interesting from that point of view, but, yeah. but it really, I think, the Raiders are, are what we'll get on to. You know, they've been a big surprise this season and... Um, so Peter King, I read his Football Man in America column this week and um, he um, he gets a vote for MVP and he said at the moment his vote would be going to Derek Carr, which I thought was interesting. I thought you'd like that, I thought I'd drop that in.
0: Yeah, let's move on. Um, so, um, I think um, some other, other ones, obviously Tua is the other big quarterback um, one, well there's another one as well, but Tua again, we'll probably touch on it a little bit later as well, but um, fractured ribs, I believe, um, yeah. is what he's he's been diagnosed with, and he definitely won't be playing week three.
1: I don't <laughs> think that matters. I think Jacoby Brissett's quite a good backup. To be fair, you know, he started in this league before he came in as I think third round pick for the Patriots. He's never going to win you the Super Bowl, but he's probably the ideal backup. He'll come in, he'll do a good job. He can, um, you know, make some yards on the ground. He's not too dissimilar to Tua in a little way, so, that, so the offence will look reasonably similar, I think. Um, from that point of view, I, I don't think it matters, especially from what we've seen from Tua so far. It's not like he's been carried up.
0: No, that's what I was going to say. I think for me, yeah, it might even be an upgrade, so we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see how he gets on.
1: He'll do some good just to have a sit and to maybe watch the game and to just have a bit of time out of the firing line,
0: potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Carson Wentz is, is another one. When I was reading about his injury earlier on in the week and he's got his both ankles that are shafted, one high ankle sprain, one low ankle sprain, um, and he, he apparently still thinks he can play, but um, the um, the Colts, as I understand it, are pl- preparing to kind of play without him. So um,
1: I think for his sake, just take him out. You you don't want him to to, to make it worse. You don't want him to be out for even longer. Um, no. One week of Jacob and is far better than six weeks of Jacob Eason.
0: Well he again he played not that not that, not that we care obviously because it's preseason, but I thought Jacob Eason looked yeah, okay. Yeah, well Sam good. Ellinger
1: looks very good as well actually to be fair. So
0: so I think I'm I'm interested to see to see him play actually um Jacob Eason to see to see how he gets on. But yeah I think you're right. I think um Wentz just needs to sit and get ready um, don't force it back and make make things even worse. Um
1: it might end up uh, saving him a first round pick as well if he's out for for a bit. <laughs> I think it was well, seventy percent might- snaps he had to play to uh, to upgrade it from a second to a first. So uh, yeah, it's an interesting that might be
0: why that might be why the coach is eager for him to sit as well. Yeah, so. probably. Um, so then we've also got um, the likes of Josh Jacobs, I think as well. He I don't, did, did <clears throat> he didn't play at all in in week two, or did he play early doors? Because he certainly he, I don't think he think played
1: yeah i don't know if he took any i think he was down to start didn't he i don't know if he took any snaps um i thought it was interesting that peyton Barber outsnapped Kenyon kenny and drake so drake had 13 uh, no snap sorry outcarried Kenyon drake so drake had um seven carries and peyton Barber had 13. obviously they paid quite a lot of paid Kenyon drake quite a lot of money in the offseason getting him in from the cardinals i was surprised by that i don't know if it was situational they wanted to see what they they had but um be interested to see if that continues this
0: week. Yeah, I'm interested to see if it continues because I personally, I mean, I think I said at the time in in the chat that for me, I think Barber's a better player. Um, maybe maybe they've seen that um, within yeah. in training since he's come, and maybe that was what it was, or like you say, it could well have been situational and, and just just a coincidence. Um, then we've we've got obviously the 49ers haven't had very much luck with with running backs, so they've brought in another couple of free agents. Yeah. Um, Lamar Lamar Miller and Duke John Duke Johnson, um this week, so I haven't heard anything since since then in terms of whether they, they you know they're looking to sign them, um, or how that's gone. But I think Lamar Miller is, is you know he's only a few years away from having you know some some real success in the league. I I always liked Miller at, um, at the Dolphins, so I think that's an interesting one.
1: Yeah, I thought Miller was one of those that I thought I always had a very high ceiling, but never quite never quite happened for him. you know the dolphins he was always in and out he went to the texans i think we all expected he was going to you know a couple of you know thousand yards guaranteed but it just never really happened but i think he he's a good back to bring in i think i've mentioned duke johnson's name far more than i would like this offseason he was on the jags practice squad for quite a while i've always quite liked him he's, he's probably one a bit similar more of a um more of a receiving back for me, so probably more of a third down back. Um, I believe Trey Sermon's good to go, Kyle Shanahan has said, for this weekend. Right, okay. Elijah Mitchell is, I think, trending to start, but, I mean, they've had zero this season. We, you know, we talked about Jason Verrett last uh, last time round, and, um, yeah. they've But they do have um, Kerry and Johnson on their practice squad as well. Um, I was surprised mm-hmm. he, uh, Detroit let him go, and then he went to the Eagles, and the Eagles let him go. He was... Um, I always thought he was a decent runner when I've seen him in action. Um the only other bat they've got is Trenton Cannon, who I'll be honest I know nothing about, but was a fantastic <laughs> name. The, uh, yeah. the puns and the commentators will be <laughs> loving that. <laughs> um
0: yeah, Kerry Carry on Johnson I, I loved in college and I, I was I was a massive fan of them drafting him when the the, the Lions when they took yeah. him in the draft. So I, like you said, I'm a bit surprised that he's not really stuck anywhere since and um, don't know whether that's a character thing or an effort thing that, that people are yeah. seen. potentially. I don't know, but certainly he had the talent in in college. So um, we'll see where that we'll see where that goes. Um, Jarvis Landry is another one, I guess, big name that that I think has gone on to IR this week as well. Brown, yeah,
1: um, we can talk about the Browns later, but I thought they did really well to uh, the the way they altered the game script when Landry went off, obviously they were without Odell Beckham as well, but get into that in the review yeah
0: yeah. Um, and then the only other thing we kind of wanted to know was zaka so he's 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 been placed on the covid list um but we think he is vaccinated so should be potentially in time for um for their game this weekend on monday night
1: it's almost like there's a benefit to getting the vaccine isn't it or something to to cole beasley
0: i was just about to say don't don't try telling that to cole (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think he'd be a massive loss, anyway. He's only had three receptions for 40 yards in his first two games. I think Dallas Goddard's, uh struggled as well. Actually, he's everybody thought he was going to take the leap, but um, it's not really happened again. A bit situational hurts as a runner, who's he built the rapport with? You know, there's, there's probably there's a few more screens and uh, things. Going I was just about to say, I think
0: it's put offense. I think he's he's maybe built more again, towards what Jalen Hurts can do, and maybe he's he's more of a, like you say, a screen guy. A,
1: RPOs. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. And maybe that's why the Titans aren't featuring as as heavily as we might have expected. But, yeah, so that's kind of the, the injuries that we wanted to talk about. Um, in relation to week two, uh, in the picks, you pulled a game back on me. Um, yes,
1: in your face.
0: <laughs> so um, you got 10 out of the 16 games, right? I got nine, so... Slightly better than week one, um, slightly, but um, still, still a few surprises in there, I think. And um, yeah, I think f- for me, probably the what the biggest. Well, guy, you you go first. You anybody anyone in particular you want to talk about?
1: Well, well, what I was actually going to talk about is uh, before we sort of um, got started, I was going to give a bit of a shout out to some of our listeners <laughs> because we've created a group on ESPN Pickskin Pickham and um let's just say mark and i aren't doing brilliantly and i'm below mark um but um i think girth is top he's got he's 22 and 10 i think so shout out to girth Gaz is just i think a game back behind him so um they've picked picked really well yeah Gaz is a uh, 20 and 12 um who oh coach i think he's 20 and 12 as well so yeah they've been a uh, Blows out of the water. You're 17 yep. and 15. I'm 16 and 16. So uh, I'm at the Thank LA I'm at the round under Jeff Fisher at the minute.
0: <laughs> we need to up our game, I think. So
1: we do. Um, we do. Yeah,
0: we'll we'll get. I'll to let Gaz game. and
1: Gerth present the po- Gaz Gerth and our coach present the podcast next week. Potentially.
0: Potentially. Um, in terms are. of
1: the games themselves, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll let you sort of cover KC Baltimore. I mean, I saw the most of the Chargers. Um, Cowboys game. So that was a sort of a nine twenty-five kickoff. Um it was just classic chargers yet again. You can take them out of San Diego, you can get rid of Anthony Lynn and his poor in-game management, but chargers are gonna charge, as um as Dan Hansers on the Around the NFL podcast says. It was I mean it was a great game, it was a great watch, but oh my god um yeah herbert made some amazing plays he, he had one fantastic throw to um keenan allen who who fell and there was an interception in the end zone um they had a late touchdown ruled out for an illegal shift so i think i went to the toilet at that point and came down and was couldn't understand what had happened i think that was on jared cook and then there was a very strange call where they called uh, justin herbert for being in the grasp um even though he's just about to you know got his throw off um and they were just yeah they were just the, their own worst enemy that two touchdowns right off the ball that missed field goal uh 12 penalties for 99 yards it was it was insane um i mean mike mccarthy did his best to um to let them back in at the end um it, i don't know if you've read about it but um he, he basically um was running the clock down but 20 seconds off the clock when he had the timeout could have made some more yards as it was he left um greg Zerline with a 56 yard field goal to win it and greg the leg knocked it over but um mccarthy apparently said that the clock he was watching in the stadium had stopped working and that the the, the one that um the one that callum moore was looking at was obscured from his view yet still somehow he managed to take a timeout with four seconds remaining god knows what went on there but yeah it was a it was a hell of a game I, i really enjoyed it
0: yeah, I, d- I definitely agree that I think it's one the Chargers will feel that they've let slip away. I think that they're both they're both very good teams. I expect them both to make the playoffs. Um, I think they're both from offensively. They they've got they've both got obviously very good quarterbacks. They they're, they've got really good receiving cores. I think um, you know CD Lamb is one of my favorite wide receivers in the league. Love him to bits. Um, I think. Uh, Mike Parson, I think he's worth a, gr- a good shout in this game. I think you know, we, we obviously, we've talked about him already in the build-ups um, to this season. And I think, was he your pick for defensive rookie of the year, potentially?
1: Yes. Yeah, I think
0: if he if he stays outside linebacker, I think he's got an even better chance because with potential there for obviously your splash players, your sacks, you, um, you know, that kind of thing. So I think he's got a real chance of that. And, um, you know, he played really, really well. Um eight total pressures I think he had one sack three quarterback hits an overall grade of nearly 90 89.9 and a pass, pass rush why is it so difficult to say that it's very a difficult to say grade of 90.8 so I think you know you don't get much better than that and for somebody who you know hasn't really done that as a rule certainly not I don't not even think he a,
1: did that in college
0: no he did it every now and again on a, on the, on a play but I don't think he, he, he I think once to do that, I think in um, interviews I've seen with him, he said that he would prefer to do that. Obviously, it's a better paid position, isn't it? So why? He's not sure a shot of happen?
1: confidence, is he?
0: No, no. Um, so I think I mean, even when all their starters are fit, he's he's probably only second behind. Um, is it Demarcus Lawrence? Is that yeah. his name? The other, the yeah. other star pass rusher of theirs. And he'd probably only be second to him anyway. Um,
1: and and that they've got such riches in the you know in the other linebacker position, so. If, if you're struggling up front, stick him up there, and then you've still got Jalen Smith, like Van Der Esch, uh, Keenan, uh, Keanu Neal, uh, Jamie Jammy Davis. Was he the other pick as well? No, that was um, the no. real
0: Cox. Real Cox. Cox, yeah, Real Cox, LSU yeah. linebacker. So yeah, so I think I'm interested to see how that goes and see what they decide to do with him moving forward because you know, he's Very certainly sure he can do that.
1: Yeah, absolute machine. Um And fair play to the Cowboys actually for. For building strength on strength, you know, draft wise, they could have gone in a number of different positions. They had a lot of knees, but they went they went best player available and they've been, yeah. been rewarded for it. Yeah. It's gonna be maligned sometimes, uh, Jerry Jones, but um fantastic.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um I think, yeah, in terms of like the, the charges, Herbert, like you said, he was up and down. Um and and un, unusually seemed to get come unstuck when it when it mattered. I think that was one of the things that was so impressive about him last season. I think he's under pressure. He seemed to play better than than than, than ever. And um, four big time throws, but three turnover turnover-worthy the players, you know, grade in the mid sixties, you know, wasn't his best game by any means. Um, so very up and down. But he's clearly really talented. And as I said before, I expect them both to be in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I
1: think that feels slightly harsh to me. I thought on the on the tape, he probably looked better than that. To be honest, he, he was let down a bit at times. Some of it was unlucky, but yeah. He was up and down um the other thing i was just going to touch on was um tony pollard and zeke Elliott and their usage um so pollard (laughs) well pollard had 13 carries 109 yards one touchdown zeke had 16 carries so still had more carries but 71 yards and a touchdown i thought this isn't a zeke criticism at all Uh, i thought zeke looked good um and then receiving wise pollard again had three receptions 31 yards no touchdowns obviously zeke had no receptions but I think it would be interesting if we reduce see that become more of a of a committee back situation. I think Zeke sometimes isn't helped maybe because he's quite a good blocker. So they maybe use him a bit more for that at times. Um but Pollard thought look looked fantastic. He had a three yeah. twenty plus yard plays. And just on if you, you've got him on the field on passing situations, you, you can very quickly alter it line of scrimmage, scrimmage, give it to him, he can run, he can tear teams to shred. So yeah. I think we'll see a lot more sort of sixty forty split as opposed to Zeke just pounding it, pounding it, pounding it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think unless unless you've got a back like a Derek Henry, then you know no nobody can say that you shouldn't be split in the backfield. I think you know that there's just nothing between them for me. And you know Cowboys fans absolutely adore Zeke, and, and I get that. But at the end of the day, Pollard's outplay outplaying him at the moment. He, is. he deserves he is. the touches and the you know he the possessions he's getting, definitely. Um, yes, I mean, do I have to talk about the Kansas City game? Um, I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> I mean, just so I mean, it's so frustrating. I'm not going to dwell on it too much because again, it's not a, as 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 we've said before, it's not a Chiefs and Jags um, podcast. It's an NFL and an American football in general podcast, but. Um, it, it was a it was a tough watch towards the end that game. I think um, f- for me, um, just defensively we look we look lost. We look absolutely lost. I could reel statistics out till the cows come home, but it's best to say that we rank near the bottom in pretty much every run. Uh, sorry, every defensive statistic um, and grade that you can find out there. Um, we got they ran for two hundred and fifty one yards on us. Um, which, you know, it's not it's not insane, but it's it's a big it's a big number. And when you when you can't stop the run game and you play in Baltimore, you're just feeding into their hands. You know, we we proved in the first ten fifteen minutes of that game that if you make him throw the ball, he's pretty useless. And and yet they were still able to just keep compete with it. a team that runs the ball should not be able to keep pace with a team who's um, who throws the ball as well as we do. It just shouldn't work like that. It, it it doesn't work like that generally. And that's because teams can usually defend a little bit better than we can. And I and I really worry that um in order for us to continue to to beat the, the, the good teams, we 'cause we'll we'll steamroll some teams, um, but in order to beat the the good teams, we need to play better than that. It's as simple as that. And we've just not been good enough for two games. Um
1: I, th- I think yeah um i think you've got to give you've got to give the Ravens some credit so from that side Lamar when he you know tyron Matthew picking him up picking him off on that first drive and taking him into the house for a pick six um he didn't look great he's not had a great start to see he wasn't good in week one but um when they've got the running game that good they can beat you so many ways they've got so many options they're just mixing up giving the defense different looks and just confusing them all the time they they're gonna win games I know it shouldn't work but it It does, and it just shows how well coached they are, um, how good their coordinators are, and just what a difference Lamar is. I do not like him as a quarterback at all, but there was one pass he threw to Hollywood Brown where, um, he jumped to the line of scrimmage and threw it when he was in midair. In fact, it was a busted coverage on the Chiefs' behalf, and then uh, Hollywood ran it in for the touchdown, but I did showcase him as a passer, and I I think the Ravens do deserve credit. Uh, Yeah, the Ravens, um, especially given all their their injuries. They've had, you know, Latavius Murray got a touchdown, Tyson Williams looked good. Um, I, I, I think you, on, on another day you'd have won, you still put up 35 points, didn't you? Uh, and you were very unlucky at the end with Hilaire's, um, fumble. Oh, made a, a great player, Dafei Owe. And, um, yeah, I think that was, Edward Hilaire's first ever fumble in the NFL. So he's not to blame at all. And we no. were just, hand, sorry, I'll finish. You, you know, DeMarcus Robinson got a touchdown. Baron Pringle got a touchdown. And he, he was mixing it up. He was saying to different backs. It wasn't all just uh, it wasn't all Tyreek Hill and um, Travis Kelsey. So I, I agree that there were areas that you weren't great in. I agree you have not the best start of the season, but I trust Andy Reid to work it out. And I think you've got to give some credit to the Ravens as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the credit where credit's due, at the end of the day, it's hard to win in the NFL. You know, you've got to yeah. give credit to, to a team that, that wins... You know, and yes, by all means, this wasn't the Chiefs totally, utterly imploding in the way that some teams do. But, but my 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 point on it though is that you, a, a team that is supposed to be one of the top two or three favorites to win the Super Bowl has to be able to defend the run better than than, than what because you're supposed to. <laughs> Um, you're supposed to be able to like defend, to, yeah, defend the run. You know, Belichick, for example, right? He he goes into a game, and what he'll do is he'll take away his opponent's strongest, um, strongest player or biggest um, asset. And we all know that going into that game that that's the running game, and yet the team goes and does that to you. Um, now, again, yeah, you could argue that that's because of Baltimore. I I would argue that it's more to the lack of ability on the Chiefs defensive side. But, yeah, we'll leave it there and see see where um, the Chiefs go from, from here because we've got another tough game this week. So
1: You're always harsher on the ones you love as well, aren't you?
0: This is very yeah. true. Is and true. apologies
1: there. Uh, that was my web browser that decided it was just going to start making a funny noise. <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: muted it. <laughs> um, any other games? I guess if we just run just run through quickly through the results. So the, in terms of, like, the shocks for me... Um, the 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 biggest one for me personally was probably the raiders um over pittsburgh um yeah. just going into it we we both picked pittsburgh to win that game and um you know it was one that i i took a good look at uh, during the week i watched it back um then the last couple of days and i thought it was quite an evenly matched first half i think um you know, the, the I can't remember the score at halftime, but I think yeah, it was very evenly matched. Um Hunter Renfro's been been playing really, really well out of the slot. I mean he's a good player, liked him in college, um, and um, you know, he's he's playing really well so far. Rugs has decided that he can like catch the ball um and he can actually, you know, be a wide receiver, which which is only gonna help. Um, because obviously he had a really down down kind of rookie season last year. Um the pass rough for uh, um, Vegas was good again, um, not quite as good as Week One, but it was still very good. Um, they looked good in, in in that area. I think um, the only, the one I think comment I would make on the Raiders, particularly I think in the first half, I think they they looked good between the twenties, but then when you got into the red zone, I think they, they seemed to struggle a little bit. Um, maybe maybe yeah. expected to see a bit more of Darren Waller down there because he had a, quite a quiet game.
1: Yeah, five catches for sixty-five yards. We appear to have just lost Mark. So yeah, Darren Waller did have a quiet game. Five catches for sixty-five yards. Um, oh, he's back! He's back. And <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so um, yeah, I thought they thought they looked good. I think um, they've certainly been um, a surprise to me with how well they've played. Um, and we'll get on to that in in a second but um, yeah we'll talk about that more what, were, what were your thoughts on the game and did you see it did you see much of it i didn't see it live no i saw a th- few highlights i thought uh, much like
1: you i thought the real positive was that uh, darren waller didn't have to shoulder the load it showed that they did have a game plan outside of that um foster moreau uh, came through clutch at the end with his with his touchdown grab uh, brian edwards had a touchdown that was erased by a penalty as you say henry ruggs sort of showing that sort of big play that we all thought you know would be burning people down the sidelines and we, we saw that with his uh 61 yard touchdown over the middle um derek Carr was very good he had a uh, what passing line of 28 of 37 for 382 yards two touchdowns 126.2 passer rating um you know shook off that injury that we weren't sure if he was going to come back into the game uh yeah he's um he's playing really well he's not mvp but he's playing very very well um i think one other stat that um, I was just gonna pull out as well was um, the in week one they had a fifty four and a half percent uh pressure rate, uh thirty-one percent pressure rate on Sunday. Um and Crosby and then Gokway again were sort of leading the leading the way. They accounted for eleven pressures, Crosby had six and, and Gokwe had five. Um both of them caused a the turnover despite not having a sack. So again, they were as you sort of saying before, they pass rushes. Um it's still working.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um I think Pittsburgh probably um, are about where I expected them to be. To be honest, um, I, I, I was last season when they got off to what was it, eleven and zero last year, and and everybody was certainly if they were if you um, a Pittsburgh fan was kind of singing their praises, and I never thought they were that good um, to be eleven and zero, and then obviously they they lost what four or five in a row maybe towards the end of the. Season or three or four or something like that, and I think they came came back down to earth a little bit, and I think they've kind of leveled out as to where they are now. I think they're a decent team, especially defensively, but yeah. I don't trust I don't trust Big Ben at this point in his career. I really don't. I think this has to be his last season for me. I, I don't see um, I don't see him kind of continuing after there. I think they need to freshen that that passing game up and that offense up. Um, Harris Harris good. Um, you know, we. I mean, at the end of the day, Harris is a good player, um, and he's always, you know, he's always going to do well. And um, looked good. I think he scored that that diving touchdown. I think um, in this game as well. You know, so I think Pittsburgh are who they are. But I think it was a very good win for the Raiders.
1: Did you see his stiff arm on uh, Jonathan Abram?
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> that was amazing. He just um... yeah. He just absolutely owned him. He got his arm out, shoved him in the face and just knocked him straight over. If he, couldn't have happened to a nicer he, guy as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Check it out. It was, it was well worth a watch. Um, yeah, you're right on the Big Ben. It, it's a totally different offence now. They're very limited. The, the offensive line's very poor. Um, Harris probably hasn't had the impact that people thought he would have, but I think that's down to the offensive line. It's down to teams well, probably stacking the box a lot more because they're not afraid of Big Ben doing it through there because they just don't think he's capable of it. Um, they're definitely going to be in the market for quarterback high in the uh, in the coming in the forthcoming draft. They've got what Mason Rudolph. It's not looked good in limited action. They've got Dwayne Haskins as a bit of a reclamation project. I've no, I can't really see that working out. And I think they have still got Josh Dobbs on the roster, but they've they've got no real options. That they're stuck with. They're stuck with what they've got, barring an in-season trade that will not happen because they won't they won't boot Big Ben out in this season, <laughs> even yeah. though they should.
0: Um, any, any thoughts at all on, on the Denver-Jacksonville game? Or are we skipping past that game?
1: I mean, it sounds a bit like I don't want to talk about it because the Jags lost. And not that that doesn't bother me, it does. But I just didn't think it was a, a good game. And if I wasn't a Jags fan, would we be talking about it? I think I'd, we can talk about it briefly, but I'd rather talk about sort of New Orleans, um, Carolina, to be honest. Um, if we are going to talk about the Jags, again, you know, Lawrence, a couple of interceptions... But again, made made some good throws. We sort of spoke about um, Peyton Manning's rookie season. I'm really not worried about that. It's still for me just the coaching staff, really that that concerns me there and, and the scheme. Um, I think you've called out. Um, did you want to give you stat on uh, Chenault? Um, if you if you've got it to hand, if not, I can.
0: Yeah. So so I mean, he, he didn't grade well, forty one point four grade. But I think the interesting stat line, like you say, two receptions on on seven targets. Two drops for a, for a humongous minus three yards, um, and 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 for me, he's your best. He's your best playmaker, and when your best playmaker or best weapon, you know, goes for minus three, three yards, you're on to a losing battle, aren't you? I think you know, and and what well, all I would say on it, I mean, like you said, let's not spend too much time on it, but we know that Lawrence is a really talented quarterback. Yes. So the struggles that he's having are not they're not all down to him. Um and I just want to see some some kind of sign that they know what they're doing. That, that would be my <laughs> that would be my thought if I was a if I was a yeah, um, me too. you know in terms of Denver, obviously they're in the Chiefs division, so I do pay attention to kind of how the Broncos and, and, and Chargers and Raiders are doing. Um they don't they don't scare me necessarily. I think Von Miller's played well. That's a little bit of a worry. Um you know, because he, he is a good player and we know that it's more difficult if you can get pass rush. So, I, you know, the fact that he's back and playing well is a slight concern, but I'm not overly worried. I think they're solid. They are what they, I expected them to be, really, with Teddy at quarterback, which is solid and with some upside, but not necessarily going to blow people away. And I think that's kind of what they are.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I think, um, yeah, the only other thing to say on that game was... Um... Jamal Agnew take about 102 yard punt return for a touchdown. That was uh, <laughs> that was good to see. That was that was great. Um, but again, that just put a bit of gloss on the
0: score. Helped. I was going to say it helped with the end result, didn't it? The end, the stat line at the, the score line at the end. Sorry. Um, so sorry. You wanted to talk about um, the, uh, the the, the New
1: Orleans Saints at the uh, at the Carolina Panthers, um, especially given the week one that Jameis had. I think that was. You know, you're never going to throw for five touchdowns off 150 no. yards ever. That that's just an absolute one-off fluke. But um, to see the way that um, that Carolina played and that defense that Phil Snow was put together, we still, I think we spoke about a little bit last week. But the, you know, their draft class from um, 20 what are you in now? 2020 is now looking to pay off. Where they selected all defensive players. Um, Joe Brady's looking very good as OC um i'm not just rubbing sam down in your face at all but i thought he played well he's had two good weeks uh that doesn't you know once a while that doesn't make a summer at all but i've seen a lot more from him this this time than i ever saw from him at the jets um i think he's in a far better situation yeah he's got some far better weapons we don't need to go into it again but he's looking good and i think in that in that system if he if he keeps this level of play then they win some games they've also got a very soft schedule coming up of carolina so um they the next up, they're at houston uh, obviously tonight so um that's a win for me uh, they're at dallas which is obviously tough but then after that they've got uh, philly at home minnesota at home uh, at the giants and at the falcons so i could easily oh, i could see them in seven and one after that um put some in a really strong position um, especially with the you know beating the saints and that division not looking um too clever outside of um, Tampa Bay, really.
0: Yeah, no, I think um, I would. I would also call out Joe Brady. I think he, you know he's what he did at LSU in in the year or two that he was there turned Joe Burrow into you know a Heisman um, winner, uh, you know, and and made that offense the best offense that I think I've ever seen in college football. That's for sure. You know, he's clearly a, you know a very talented um, coordinator. Um, I think. Yes, you have to give some credit to Donald, and I'm prepared to give some credit to Donald. Um, I, I don't expect it to continue. I genuinely don't, and I'm not just beating the, beating a, you know beating the drum for the sake of it. I don't believe he's a top tier quarterback. I think he's in a really really good position with a really good offensive coordinator, with with one of the best wide receivers in the league in DJ Moore, in terms of a slot with slot receiver but who can play also play outside. He's got the best. Um, one of the best running backs in the league. Um in, in McCaffrey, of course. You know, he is in a really good position. And if he'd have stunk in this offense, you know, there was serious seriously no hope for him. He has looked good above average. Um Ooh, high dress. Know, above average. He's I think he's ranked about twelfth um so far. If he um, finishes
1: twelfth, that's a massive win. Of yeah. course. I of don't course. think he's elite at all, but if he can be top sixteen, then it's yeah. You
0: know, yeah, um, it will give them a chance. It really will give them a chance. And, you know, obviously, a um, huge improvement over the last um, few seasons um, f- for the Panthers. So, um, you know, good. In terms of the Saints, I mean, it, is this a truer reflection on what the, uh, the Jameis, um, look, Jameis-ran Saints is going to look like? Get went from sort of an 89.5 grade down to a 40.7 grade this week. Yeah. Um, it's it's
1: difficult. I mean he he's he's got nobody to throw the ball to. I mean he's got Alvin Kamara in, in, you know, I know I know you, you want to talk about why he wasn't used. But in terms of wide receivers, Marquez Callaway were expected to come in and take a load of touches, but that's not happened. Um his top receiver is Deontay Harris, who is up until now just a special teams um ace and um outside of that it's it's fairly grim. He's got Adam Troutman, who's a second-year tight end. He's got Juwan Johnson, who's a second-year tight end, being converted from a wide receiver. So it's it's difficult for him. Um, he did rush for a touchdown, so I was glad that you know he's using his legs a bit more again, um, which is which is good to see. But the passing wasn't wasn't pretty at all.
0: No, uh, like you say, my, my biggest takeaway really when I looked um, at some of the the snap counts and things on the game, and when I was kind of doing a bit of research is. Yeah, alvin kamara um, he had eight rushes and, and six six um, receptions in the entire game like he's their best player yeah. and he's seen he's seen that much, you know much of the ball that that's wrong if you if you are struggling at wide receiver that's when you should be running the ball a little bit you more. You
1: know, it off just get Put your, your play you know yeah.
0: it, 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 i don't know it just didn't look it didn't look like a Sean Payton offense to me and and no. And that was what was the troubling thing for me because um, I expected, even even with Jameis's kind of faults and flaws, I expected the floor to be higher than that. So um, you know, I, I'm interested to see what happens from here. And I think they're a really tough team to to pick moving forward in terms of you know in the pick'em because which version are you going to get? What sort of New Orleans is going to turn up?
1: Let's see how they get on against the Patriots.
0: Yeah, uh, well that's what I mean, it's a really tough game to pick that me. Mm. Uh, we'll, we'll get onto it in, in a bit yeah. um, Any other games that you wanted to pick? Oh, there's one more I I wanted to kind of um, just briefly touch on, because not necessarily the most attractive game ever I think I um, know
1: what game this is
0: <laughs> The 49ers, uh, Eagles game, I think if, you, if you like your defence and you like um, punters and kickers I think this was the game for you um, Just totally different to most of the games that I that I watched um, I think Philadelphia got off to a really good start. They should have been ahead at half-time, you know, easily. Um, but the, the San Francisco red zone defence kept them in the game, basically, made them, um, you know, kick field goals as opposed to, um, you know, scoring touchdowns. And there's, there's just no way in, in, in the world that Philadelphia shouldn't have been leading at half-time. Um, and then it kind of, they, they kind of wore them down in the end, really, and um, and then ended up winning, of course. But one player I wanted to just kind of, point out. I think I'm we may have mentioned him already before. Yeah, possibly. Um but Jordan Mailato, who's a, who's a their left tackle, he's one of the players who've come through the international player pathway. Um a Samoan Australian um, guy who they took in the seventh round of the twenty eighteen draft. So it's like three years since he was drafted. Um and he's obviously been there on the practice squad or whatever. Um You know, kind of earning his stripes, if you like, and he just signed a big contract recently, I think, and he's obviously now their left tackle, and and looks amazing. He's currently the fourth got currently got the fourth overall grade of any um, offensive lineman um, in the league, so you know, playing really, really well. Um, And I think ultimately, like San Francisco, they they are the better team. They won in the end, but it was um, yeah, it was a bit of a slugfest for them.
1: I think the thing that surprised me most in that game was um, Trey Lance never got on the field, um, which I was expecting him to, you know, be swapped in and out quite a bit. I know he wasn't heavily in week one, but um, yeah, I, I've, not, I've not got a point. But it just it's no, I think
0: to me, to me, I think it, it probably points to the fact that he's probably struggling in, tr- in in practice and stuff. I think you know, with such a tight game and you know, not a lot of points being scored, and, and, and yeah, have you, I think they probably wanted to. Just, just, just keep Garoppolo in there, and just you know, you know what you're getting with him, and then give you if they start to blow certain teams out and, and you know be up quite a few scores, that's probably when you're going to you see, see him and, and yeah. what have you. So they're probably just playing that safe, but um, you know, another steady game from Jalen Hurts um, as well. I thought you know he played well at times, um, so yeah, it was it was it was an interesting game to watch. Um, anything else you want? Any other particular game you want to talk about?
1: no I think we can we can move on for me I won't subject yeah. to um, an analysis of Zach Wilson's far interceptions so uh...
0: <laughs> yeah let's um let's just say that there are brighter days to come for Zach and leave it there um so in terms of um, our biggest surprises so far I think we we share one of these um and that is that's the Raiders. um you know you know you can start if you want i mean um you know very impressive they they beat baltimore in week 1 they beat pittsburgh in week 2 before the season i wouldn't have expected them to win any of those games i didn't pick them to win any of those games
1: no. um imagine how good they would be if they hadn't traded away half their offensive line i mean like rodney Hudson's <laughs> in carolina would well, they'd, they'd be unstoppable um <laughs> I mean, they didn't have a plan, but it turns out you, you don't need a plan when you've got Derek Carr. So, was um, of little faith. I think the the one thing that did stand out for me, um, obviously, we've sort of talked about the, the pass rush, but um, on Derek Carr, from the start of 2020, no quarterback has graded better on third down. Um, and I think, looking at the stats again, he's been attacking downfield a lot more. So he's got a 10.8-yard average depth of target since 2020. It's the fourth highest in the NFL, and it's only 0.3 yards behind Patrick Mahomes. Um, so, I, I just think he's he's putting numbers. He's he's obviously feeling a bit more confidence in that offense now. Gruden's come in. When Gruden come in, there were a lot of ribs that they wanted to get rid of him. And I, I think you and I both thought Mariota would be starting multiple games for them and uh, would take over as a starter. But he's he's shown he can do it. He's he's making some big plays.
0: Well isn't because I think we touched on it in the off season potentially that isn't it like a contract year for him or is it is he got two years left on his contract? He's he's coming towards the end of his contract, I think, um car. And, and I think we've both said in the past that you know it was a big year for him, you know. Yeah. Um Gruden is sort of halfway through his his ten year contract, I think, nearly as well now. And I think um you know, he, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't want to just plod on with a quarterback who who who's played like Carr has maybe in the last couple of years or whatever. So I think it was always a big year for him. And and don't get me wrong, yeah, he's playing. He's playing really well. I think he's he's currently the ninth um, ninth graded quarterback from a PFF point of view, 81, 81.0. So yeah, playing really really good. And like you say, it's it's the long game. It's the big players that that are um, that, that are standing out to me. Um, yeah. And he's always kind of always shown that in his in his in one of his early years. I think I we did a look we did a bit of a deep dive with Derek Carr during the off season, I think, and we were looking at, at that and I think I don't know if it was his second or third year in the league, but um, you know, looked really good, um, was pushing the ball downfield and 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 he has the receivers. I mean he had them last year, but it didn't quite work. He had Aguilar as well as um as Henry Ruggs and and, and he didn't quite work last year so far. It, it is working. You know, they, sh- they showed it in flashes last year. They beat the Chiefs by playing that kind of football. Um, yeah. Well, that was know, when
1: Henry Ruggs had 70-odd yard reception that game, wasn't it, as well? Yeah,
0: yeah. exactly. So, you know, it, it's definitely there. Um, my my biggest concern for them has always been, really, the, the kind of the defence. And and that's, you know, it, as a whole, it's not um, ranked that highly. But one of the key points there is pass rush. And, and they are playing mm. so well there. And if you're going to... Put the quarterback under pressure as as often as they are. You're gonna gonna create turnovers. You're gonna create three and outs, and you're gonna be in games. Um, you know, so yeah, certainly a surprise to me. Um, I expected them to be 0 2 at this point. they sat there, um, probably top of the top of the division. You know, like are
1: sitting pretty at the top of the West with uh, yeah. the Broncos behind them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So Would kudos that... to to the Raiders.
1: No, no absolutely much, massive shout, much, shout much out. It pains
0: um... me to say that. <laughs>
1: I think going forward, if they can, you know, if Ruggs can be who we think Henry Ruggs is, as a, as a defence, who do you target? You obviously got to put quite a lot of men on Waller who's going to be running the sort of intermediate routes. Um, they, they've got the running game, which, you know, performed at the weekend. So there's potentially some big plays down the field that Ruggs can make, or, you know, Brian Edwards or whoever, and shown he can get them the ball. So it'd be interesting to see if they maintain it. They could be 2-15, and 15, but... Uh,
0: well, exactly. That's it, isn't it? I think you know there are bigger tests to come, um, for sure. Because you've got to win in division on a, on a regular basis to yeah. to kind of earn your way into the playoffs. You know that's how how it works. So you know they've got to start winning games in division. Um, but just on that, you know, in terms of rugs and, and Waller, you know, if, I'm not for a second saying that that rugs is anything like Tyreek Hill, but. The Chiefs is a one-two with 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 yeah. um, with Hill and with with the you know with one wide right receiver and one tight end and you know you can see glimpses of that there yeah. and um, and I think you know it's not a bad not a bad um, kind of thing to copy um, and to Absolutely. try and enforce so
1: yeah uh, they're at Miami next um, what, we move on to the fix Um I think we've both taken them I spoiler alert but yeah. um, it's another good game and then you know if that's three and oh you. You fine you have to a really good start but we will see. especially
0: especially when in theory they could be they could be two games clear of the chiefs if it doesn't go well for us this week which you know is is is, is a big thing um even sort of three games in so yeah big weekend for the AFC west really and um, the other um the other game that, sorry, the other surprise to me, and I as touched on it before when we were going through the picks there, and one of the reasons I wanted to um, talk about that um, 49ers-Eagles game is, is the Philadelphia Eagles, I think. Um, you know, they they beat... Um, Who did they beat in week one? They crushed Atlanta, didn't they? Yeah. Um, in in week one, 32-6, and then they lost, as they say, narrowly to, to, to San Francisco at the weekend. Um, looked so much better than I thought they would be on, on, on both sides of the ball. I think, if I remember rightly, did I have them ranked as as my 31st team? Yeah. I think, back, yeah. How um, dare
1: you, Mark? I mean... Yeah. Well,
0: exactly. I mean, my bottom three was, was Detroit, Philadelphia and Houston and Vegas 29. I am not looking good at this point. I mean, at least I had <laughs>
1: Philadelphia 30th. So, yeah, I gave them some credit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that you know they've definitely been a surprise. Um, Jalen Hurts. Um, I mean, going in, I would have said he's a worse thrower of the ball than Lamar Jackson, and that's saying something. And you know, he's clearly not um, not looked that way so far. He's he's been really good. I think he's currently ranked. Um, i just taking a quick look now. He's currently the ninth um, highest grader from a passing point of view. So far this season, um, with with an eighty point seven passing grade, which for Jalen Hurts, I would have just never thought that was even possible. Yeah, Um, you know, so so far three three touchdowns, no interceptions, all coming in that first game against Atlanta. Um, But just. yeah, it just, just looks almost a different player. Now, I don't know whether this is something that the new kind of coaching staff have introduced. Is it a different style of play that they're playing, maybe? Is it the introduction of... Um, of um, well, I can't think of his, na- of his name. The wide receiver, Smith, Devontae, Devontae Smith. Smith. Um, you know, they've got Kyle Fuller coming back at some point, you would hope, to add to that. Um, they got, they got a good game.
1: Jalen Rager had a good game as well, actually. Jalen Rager,
0: sorry, yeah. So, they, I mean, they... Yeah, they've, they've impressed me. They, they really have. Um, a big surprise to me how how well they've played. Um, again, my latter that I've said has played really, really good. Um, they're, they're another team that have, have done, like like the Raiders, really good from a pass rushing point of view, eighth at the moment in pass rush. So um, both sides of the ball, there are promising signs there for them much further ahead than I expected them to be at this point.
1: Yeah, definitely, no, playing really well. And we need to think of another word for pass rush because it's too difficult to say. We need, yeah. we need I don't know, we'll workshop that we'll come up with
0: something. <laughs> um, anything else you wanted to call out, anybody in particular or any teams?
1: Uh, not really, just I think if we're doing a quick, quick round, I think the Texans have surprised us. Um, they obviously came out of the gate strong against um, Jags in week one. They ran the uh, Browns close in week two. Um, I mean I think now they've got Davis Mills and they're gonna struggle, um, especially coming up against the Panthers tonight with how dominant their D has been. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they get on. I mean, Davis Mills could be competent. He didn't play too much at Stanford, he was he was injured quite a lot as well. And um it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But um as Chrissy called out in the uh sleeper chat this morning, Brandon Cooks has had a good start to the season. He's um he's always a reliable wide receiver. They've got yeah. 87 different running backs. So um it'll be interesting to see what happens, but I think they might they might sputter and be sort of regress a bit. Um Yeah. We got to the to the main.
0: Yeah, um Okay, we'll move on then. Um, so the um week 3 games. Um I am going to make this statement now. It's going to make me look really silly next week and we'll all Excellent. have a laugh. Um, but as I'm going through these picks, there's two that we disagree on, right? This week. <laughs> be, we are, need more than
1: that, mate, don't we?
0: <laughs> And they are the Atlanta against the Atlanta at New York Giants, right? You've gone for the Falcons, I've gone for the Giants. And then you've picked the Chargers over the Chiefs, right? Those are the two games that we disagree on. And the the, the, the Chargers Chiefs game, yep, yeah, absolutely. I can totally see that going either way, right? I can't really see the Giants game going either way. I don't really know what you're smoking on that one. But all <laughs> the other games, all the other games, I've looked through before this podcast with a view to potentially changing some just so we have something to talk about. And I'm not prepared to change anything because I think they're pretty much nailed on. So if I'm not 14, at least 14 out of 16 this week.
1: Um, I think the one that stands out to me, we've both taken the Rams um, at home to Tampa Bay. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I stand by it. I wouldn't change it, but you, you can't.
0: You,
1: can't bet against Brady.
0: OK, let's go. Let's go. If I'm not 13 out of 16, then... Um, no, yeah. no, no, no,
1: no. Yeah, yeah. i I actually did the same and looked through and went... Yeah.
0: yeah. Very quickly, Carolina at Houston. Yeah, we've no got, we've got, we've got Carolina. It's no-brainer. Indianapolis at Tennessee. Um, we've both picked Tennessee. You could argue this potentially is a more of a toss-up, but not when, not when Wentz isn't in there and they've not looked great so far.
1: No, and not when... Tennessee seemed to have figured a few things out, got that can be, you know rolling last week against the, the Seahawks. So yeah.
0: Yeah, so I, I think I think Tennessee are nailed on pretty much there. You've got Cincinnati-Pittsburgh. If Cincinnati beat Pittsburgh, I'll be over the moon. But I, you know, they don't tend to play well against the Steelers. They kind of have yeah. their number, so and Pittsburgh are at home. Um, they've got the Bears at Cleveland, we've touched on that already with Fields playing his first game. Um, Baltimore at Detroit, I expect Baltimore to win that kind of comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. New England, New Orleans. Maybe this is another one that could be could go either way. But I'm just, that, that last week's performance by New Orleans has just scared me. And you know, uh, New England at home.
1: And we saw um, what what Bill Belichick did to Zach Wilson, so he's going to have a similar game plan for Jameis. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Arizona at Jacksonville. <laughs> we'll move on. What so cool. um, Washington <laughs> at Buffalo. Um, New York Jets at Denver I, I nearly picked them just to try and be stubborn and just to say I believe in Zach Wilson but I think I do think that's a game for Zach
1: Wilson um, Vic Fangio the defences look yeah. very good
0: corners and everything yeah
1: they're, they're just a great defence mm, absolutely
0: um, Miami at, at, at Las Vegas which again we've spoken about them Raiders looking really yeah. good Seattle at Minnesota I expect Seattle to to win that game they've looked good um, in, in parts so far I think um, you know, so I expect them to turn over Minnesota. Plus, um, if there's any
1: last minute kicks this time, Minnesota ain't going to be kicking it. So, <laughs> sorry, Greg <laughs> Joseph, if you're still even on their team at this point. I do Um,
0: San Francisco, uh, Green Bay at San Francisco, I've seen nothing from Green Bay so far that would scare me as a, as a 49ers mm-hmm. fan, and then Philadelphia at Dallas. Um, it's a divisional rivalry, but again, Dallas are at home, Dak's looking really good. I, I think. Yeah, I think there's. If it turns out to be another another week with like loads of surprises, then we're in for one hell of a season. That's all I'm going to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, bring it on, absolutely. Um, yeah, bring it on, um, bring it on. So but yeah, uh, so the ones
1: we differ. Um, Atlanta, I've got Atlanta beating the Giants. I'll be honest, I just hate the Giants. Just, that, that's kind of where that's coming from. I think Daniel Jones has looked very good first last couple of weeks. Thursday now against Washington, possibly his best game I've I've ever seen him have. Um, again, I, I remain to be convinced on that point. Atlanta though, I just think you've got you've got Matt Ryan, you've got Calvin Ridley. They should be putting up points. They've got Hayden Hurst and Kyle Pitts at tight end. Fair enough, your running game isn't great when Cordell Patterson's your leading rusher so far this season. <laughs> but I, I mean, it's the defense for me for Atlanta that. They're awful. Um, yeah. Just I don't trust the Giants. Saquon isn't fully back. Daniel Jones has always got a mistake in him. I, I, probably, yeah, the Giants will win. But I, Joe Judge just winds me up as well, and I, I just <laughs> want the Giants to lose. To be
0: <laughs> fair. Fair enough. I mean, I do, I do think, like you said, I think um, Daniel Jones has looked looked quite good so far this yeah, season. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he's a sixth grade, he's uh, sixth highest. Um, graded quarterback from a PFF point of view, I think he's the third, got the third best, sorry, second best passing grade behind only Brady. So he's, you know, he's played, he's played really well um, himself. So and they're at home as well. You know, I expect, I do expect them to win. But like you said, I think Atlanta, in my view, should be the Dallas of last year, of early last year, where they put up a lot of points but can't defend anybody. But yeah, they seem yeah. to just not be able to put up the points, so um, they're in they're in they're in real trouble at the moment, it seems. Um, and then yeah, you, we've obviously picked differently with Chargers Chiefs. Um, purely because I knew you'd pick the Chiefs. I mean, we're at home. Um, we we need to be winning this game. Um, if we're gonna if we're gonna defend the AFC West, we need to be winning this game. Um, and I didn't think I'd be saying that in week three. Um, you know, um, it's gonna be a an interesting watch i imagine because it's 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 the early 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 game
1: as well isn't it i think i think so
0: yeah
1: well 6 p.m over here but
0: yeah yeah so um yeah so we'll see we've got so obviously we've got some points to um to make up but i think um, it's going to be difficult to make up some points this week i think on the other guys um unless they're seeing it totally different to us and like i said we don't know anything in which case you know we could fall even further behind. Who knows?
1: I mean, anything could happen. Who knows? <laughs> I think I spent the whole off season, so I'm really fairly confident about where things would go. I've got my dynasty team. I thought it's a really good place. And then it just, I don't yeah. yeah, but it's great, yeah. isn't it? That's why we love it. Well,
0: absolutely. This again, that like we said before, this is why we love it, isn't it? I mean, just just as a testament to that, and I totally get where you're coming from. I think I've got five or else six um, fantasy teams this year, and I'm one and one in every single one. Um, so, um, Totally mediocre middle-of-the-road start to the season um, in terms of fantasy for me. Um, so, anyway, moving on. So, yeah, to a watch, probably not a lot to say there this week. As we know, he got injured um, early in the game against Buffalo. Um, when he got injured, he was one of four for 13 yards, greater 52. I mean, I feel sorry for the guy um, in the sense that you know you don't want to see people getting injured especially when they um in their early days and they're, you know they're trying to 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 kind of improve and 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 lead a team like that but um yeah we <laughs> i guess we'll just have to see see how quickly he gets back i mean bruce ribs i've seen quarterbacks before pain killing injection and out you go um so i don't envisage him being sat for too long um Maybe a week or two, and then we'll see him back. And then hopefully he can. Um, but then if he does take two weeks off and comes back, he's got Tampa Bay to look forward to. So maybe he might want to wait till week six. Have you seen who he's got week six?
1: No, he's got week six. <laughs> Us. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thanks.
0: Maybe he takes three weeks off with his bruised ribs, and then goes to Jacksonville and puts up um, puts up some points. Maybe we'll have to see. Well, than likely. Um, so, I mean, it was it was talked on, some of the guys, some of the listeners suggested that we maybe um, want to switch to Active Tour, that, you know, does does kind of stay out, um, is out of action for a little while. And I think people are very keen for me to break down Daniel and, sorry, Darnold, Sam Darnold, and maybe maybe give him some love. So maybe that's what we'll kind of do, uh, maybe that's what I'll do over the next week is I'll kind of shift my focus from Tour to Darnold and really kind of have a bit more of a look at how he's played and... Um, you know, looking to do dig into that a little bit more and, and maybe give him some some love. <laughs> Moving forward. Um, so, in terms of Mister um, Relevant this week, so I've had some kind of positive feedback from some of the listeners in terms of you know some of the guys around this section. So that's good to good to see. Um, more than happy to kind of extend this out and do a bit do a bit more if people find it interesting. Um, I didn't get to watch a lot of college football this week, I must admit. Um, <clears throat> I only watched two or three games, uh, you know, at the most. But And I'm watching quite a bit of North Carolina. One, because I absolutely love their kit. I think it's absolutely amazing. Um, and also, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that Sam Howell, um, you know, plays well and is and an early pick ne- in next year's draft. Um, so I've gone for one of his receivers this week that I didn't know that much about until this season. He, he's only a sophomore. He's called Josh Downs, and um, so he's not draft eligible until 2023. Um, but he's, he's five foot ten, 180 pounds, and this week against Virginia, who were who okay team if not a brilliant team, um, he he had eight receptions for 203 yards which is 25.4 yards per reception with two touchdowns. And, and again, they, they don't necessarily jump out as being amazing stats, but I think if you watch both touchdowns, um, it shows you kind of how diverse he is as a player, because he's one of these, let's say, he's 5'10", 180s. He's, he's not that big. Um, so he's kind of your slot type of receiver, you'd think. His first touchdown, he kind of it's more of a screen pass and he takes it for however many yards. 40 yards or something. And then the second touchdown is is one totally opposite to that. It's one where it's a massive bomb downfield and he catches it diving out of the end zone. Um you need to, you need to watch them both. Two totally different touchdowns. Um but you know, two equally really 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 good touchdowns shows he's got a lot of talent. Um so far this season's got a receiving grade of 93.2. Um 141 yards after the catch, three broken tackles. He's had 15 – sorry, he's had five 15-plus-yard receptions, um, and his quarterback's got a 158.3 passer rating when they target him. So I'm pretty sure that's the perfect passer rating. Yeah, it is, it? yeah. Um, and so like last year, I'd say he's a freshman. He was a freshman last year, so he only played in four games, seven receptions for 119 yards, three touchdowns. So, he's, you know, he's explosive. He's he's getting downfield, um, you know, he and then – Yeah, this year so far, three games, 24 receptions for 399 yards, four touchdowns, Um, you know, somebody to look out for in the future because, as I say, not draft eligible for a couple of years. Um, But, yeah, stood out for me in that game. Um, Looked really, really good.
1: No good. Start accumulating those picks of 2023.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, in terms of wide receivers, the the one you want to watch... um, Old Miss seemed to be like a factory of um for, for wide receivers um recently, don't they? I forget the guy's name, um, but um, maybe I'll feature him in the future. He looks very good, the Old Miss wide receiver, yeah. anyway. Um, with that, it's um, of the week time uh, over to you. I are we doubling like you know, up again? Are we? I feel like you've got about like. 500 to maybe go well, i'll be honest it's a bit similar to last week but
1: um and I'd, I'd, I'd watched um the nfl on sky sports sponsored by cinch oh, uh, most, of, most of the evening uh it's not about that but so um they were watching th- their featured game was the la um, uh cowboys game and then after that there was obviously seattle tennessee went to uh, overtime but um so due to the licensing laws in america red zone had to cut away after um, Seattle didn't get a touchdown on their opening drive and then Sky Sports had nowhere to go. So they <laughs> couldn't show any footage. There was nothing doing. I don't have game pass. I couldn't switch over. And then I just got a text off Tom that was a little bit sweary. And then I think he <laughs> were in the group and that was how I found out, but I couldn't watch it, which I, was, I just thought was slightly annoying and wound me up a bit, given that I was quite invested by that point. I've been watching the updates coming all night. It was a hell of a comeback from Tennessee. Yeah, no. um, Neil Reynolds assured me that it'll be fixed uh, for next week, so I will take him at his word and give him a pass this once and this once. Um...
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you need to invest in, in Game Pass, really. I mean, it, it is really good. But the thing is then, what you get stuck in is that situation that you where you just mentioned the fact that the early game was um, the Chargers-Cowboys, so I couldn't watch that on Game Pass yeah. because yeah. Um, because Sky have got the rights. So I had to... Um, <clears throat> find it elsewhere because um, that was the game that I wanted to watch at that time. So um, yeah, well, no, I mean, I, I, I've I've got one. Um, I think. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> what, <laughs> sounds like a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so what are with right? Why is it that that, that Aaron Rodgers is allowed? To throw the ball 60 yards down the field on every offside. And you know, when, when P up and off, runs yeah, okay, offside, yeah, right,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: And, and the refs go, Oh, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's doing this on purpose. We'll let play. And it's yeah. a free play. And every other quarterback in the league gets stopped. Whistled, they do it. Whistled, and they go, Oh, no, no. Well, we're doing it to protect you. Well, you're not. You, 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 somebody's jumped forward and then jumped back. I want to do what Rodgers does. It really winds me up. It happens to Mahomes quite a bit, which is where this has started. And then it seemed that it happened a couple of times through some of the games that I watched this week. And I was like, "It's like he goes." I wonder if he goes to the refs at the beginning and goes, "I'm going to do this." And I suppose more more plaudits to him if that's what he does. He calls it out and all the rest of it. But you need to you need to be kind of um,
1: it needs to be consistent.
0: He needs to be consistent. Um, yeah. And the other thing I had, I'm just going to throw this in really quickly. Um, it's really good that they have like different commentators that come on each year. Each year, there's kind of a different bit of a mix. of somebody new that comes on in the commentary, um, but I'm I, I just need a keep to leave to just go and do something else. <laughs> nice. um, I I cannot stand listening to him commentate, um, and it's not because he doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, it's just I feel like I'm like watching some kind of um episode of MTV Cribs or something. I j I'd rather than a football game, I just I don't know. I just I can't get on board with him um as a commentator at all. Um to the point where I literally have muted him so far, muted that game and oh, just watched oh, oh right. Um the games that he's done so far. Have you have you heard him? Have you
1: Yeah, I, I heard him I have heard him a bit. Um, he's quite a flamboyant character and in his uh, dress sense is interesting. He clearly knows the game inside out, but it's just a different voice, isn't it? And uh, he's got a very, very different style. Um, yeah, I, that, I know where you're coming from. Yeah,
0: that, that's it. I, I, and again, I'm sure I'll grow to to uh, probably adjust probably to it. And maybe I will like it in the future. But boy, yeah, I'm yeah sure. it's the first time I met you, I
1: couldn't stand you. So well,
0: I, well this is it. You know, opinions can change, right?
1: <laughs> and now <laughs> we agree on everything pretty much. We went on a positive though. I'd like that they've paired Kevin Burkhardt with Greg Olson this year. Fox, that's their second team. I think. Um Always like Kevin Burkhardt. I think Greg Olson is is superb.
0: Yeah, no, he's very good. Um He's very good. I'm one of my favorites is Tony Romo. He's not for yeah, everybody. Yeah, he's he's a like Marmite, from what I can tell from people. People either seem to love him or hate oh, him. I think he's uh, brilliant.
1: Of course, I, I think he's brilliant. You think he's brilliant, so.
0: <laughs> I've, I've heard when you know when he goes on down his little rants and he does his little screaming things that he does, and I've I've heard people are now referring to those as Romo orgasms on um on the on Twitter when he yeah, um, so. when he goes yeah. off on one of his things. So yeah I think he's I think he's very good. He's knowledgeable and I think it's just really interesting for him to sit there and even from where he's sat in the stadium and commentate and he he knows what's happening. He knows he exactly things he a lot yeah. of the time um which is which is really fascinating. Um yeah. So um anything else you want to talk about or shall we wrap up?
1: Let's get out of here. Yeah.
0: Okay then. Um, with that fourth down conversion, we will call it a day, Um on um, the 4th and Wedges podcast. We will see you next week. Bye-bye.
1: Goodbye. Okay,